Welcome back, everyone, to the Serie V podcast. I'm Evan. I'm here with Mike. It's been a minute, but uh, we're here to talk some Calcio, as usual. Mike, how's it going? Uh, you know, same as always. Yeah, what's What's been keeping you busy over there these last couple of weeks? Uh, you know, just a, a little baby. <laughs> that, that'll do it. That that'll takes do up it, all I'm my sure. time. Uh-huh. Very good. Very good. Well, we've got a lot to catch up on. I don't know if we're going to be able to dig back in uh, the, la- the last couple weeks, but uh, a lot of interesting games this past week uh, that, that I know we want to we want, we want to talk about. Uh, and why don't we uh, start, as usual, with our Serie A B wrap. Hit it, Mike. Turn on the Genoa. Favilli exposes his sports bra on a 44th minute goal over the Salami Boys, giving the Umbrians hope of continuing their mythic run before the Ligurians pulled a smash and grab by a goal in the 76th and a pen in the 78th. If your last name ends in J and you lack vowels, Brescia Venezia was your match to score. Both sides tallied a goal apiece. The Doge struck first for the Lions while Crigid... Crinagord... Crinagodge, <laughs> equalized for Venezia in the 87th. If you're in a crunch for time, throw on Como Benevento for 22 minutes for your lunch break, and you'll catch all the action you need. Como puts the cherry on top of these three points with a brace by Alberto Cherry in both the 4th and 22nd minute. Center back Maxime Leverb cuts the cake with an 8th minute consolation goal as the witch doctors slip all the way down to a dangerous 15th place. Ragged from a Copa matchup with Parma three days beforehand, Bari goes down a man early in the first half. While scrapping valiantly, they fall to Frosinone late in stoppage time. The Lions of Frosinone remain king of the Serie B jungle. Last place Perugia pulls an upset over Regina, which experts had pegged as a clear favorite for promotion. An onslaught of three unanswered goals put Regina on the back foot, only claiming two somewhat respectable goals late in garbage time. The Toenail Assassins lose three of their last four. De Rossi debuts as gaffer for Spall as they cruise past Casenza 5-0. This could be the spark that sends the Ferrara club back to A. A shaky start from Suti Roll seems to all be in the past as they rise to seventh place and sneak a 1-0 win over Parma. The slightly disgraced seventh sister remains in the last playoff spot, but given current form, how long will that last? Palermo Cittadella, 0-0. Pisa finally get their shit together and escape the red zone with a convincing win over fellow fuck-ups Modena. Ascoli are back in fighting form with a 2-1 win over Cagliari, who I forget even exists most of the time. All right. There it is. Settle down. (laughs) Serie B's heating up, buddy. Ayo. So just a quick uh, thing here. I'm going to go through the table. So, as predicted, Frosinone first place. I had a feeling wow. that they they were putting together a Serie A worthy squad. Yep. And the quality is shown through. They're top of the table, technically tied with Genoa. You know, uh, recently disgraced Genoa from Serie A. But 
Both are looking pretty good and poised to move back up. The surprise, two surprises actually. Regina, yeah. the toenail assassins, has fallen from grace a little bit. So they were on a hot streak. They were, they seemed almost unbeatable. And then three of their last four, they actually took some L's. Casenza right. is the only game they won. So they're in a little bit of a rough patch. And on the flip side of that, Ternana, who looked to just be a mid-table team, is all the way up in third now. And they've strung together four wins out of the last five. They just got beat by Genoa. But four out of the last five is kind of unexpected because I didn't think they had it in them, but they're hitting a groove right now. Yeah, they, they really are. And and like uh, you talk, talk about unexpected teams, you had Bari, who was challenging for, uh, for for the top there too, also hit the skids, but but still in uh, in playoff territory as well. Sutirol, who were at the bottom of the table with Pisa. There's the surprise Seventh package, place yes, right now. For sure, for sure. Yeah, really, really impressive results from them. Uh, I had them as, you know, an in, in easy pick to, to go down. Um, they, they were, they were really good. Obviously they, they earned their promotion in, in Serie A C, but they just, they, I, I'm no expert on that squad, but it just seemed like there was a consensus that this, this just wasn't, wasn't a team that was going to be able to compete. Uh, at first that looked like it might be true. Like maybe they squeezed a few, a few lucky points, but, uh, yeah, lately they have just been quality and they've, they, they've earned their results. So I have one lock for relegation. Oh, I'm putting my money down on the table. I'm sorry, George Clooney, but your boys from Como are going down. <sighs> yeah, they are. They're struggling. They're struggling. So they, they're just coming off a win, actually. But they're they're still. What are they? Second last in the table there. Yeah. Well, um, the, the the two wins that they's they've racked up are against relegation yep. teams in Benevento, who's you know sixteenth kind of hovering around there. Yeah. Them and Pisa are going to be flip-flopping a lot out of that zone. And Perugia, yeah. dead last. So they they can beat those teams, but you got, you know, Venezia, Palermo, who are also in that zone. They've beaten, quote-unquote, bigger teams than them. And they have it mm-hmm. in them to pull out those wins. I don't see Como having it in them to kind of sneak three points away from, you know, teams higher up the table. Yeah, you you'd think. I mean, I I've said that you you assume at some point, you know, you've got guys like like Fabregas who didn't even get in this last match, Cutrone who started but but wasn't good. You you got two goals from um, their other striker Cherry, but um, yeah, you 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 brought these guys for a reason, and they're really not contributing. You've had a few moments from each of them um, in in some of the last couple matches, but uh, yeah, you're, you're you're not getting enough. It, it seems like a team. Um, Como and, and Venezia, who's also kind of near the bottom, they're they're getting a lot from from their supporters about being more about the marketing and making waves, and you know, oh by the way, uh, you also are supposed to be trying to win some matches here, but uh, both both are struggling um, down with the other teams that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. De Rossi, new gaffer for Spall, put up an impressive yeah, he was rumored for the Palermo job, yeah, five nothing over Casenza. Good start. Good start. Yeah, yeah that's, that's an understatement. He kicked the door open. 
He really did. He really did. Yeah, that's exciting. It's exci- you, you do have some um, some some big names down uh, in, in Serie B uh, managers. You have Inzaghi in with Regina, who were were flying for for a while there, uh, and 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 a few others. So um, that that's pretty cool. It's 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 always fun to have uh, ha- have the big names keep keep things interesting. So looking ahead to the next uh, match week, I have two games circled. I have Benevento Pisa because whoever wins that one kind of just stiff arms away from that relegation zone just a little bit more and goes to safety. Um, So that's going to be a big game for the two of them. And then the other one is Spal Sutirol. I'm looking to see if DeRossi can keep getting those boys rolling like he has been because that 5 nothing game was pretty convincing. And then Suti Roll, see if they can keep on their run of, uh, I guess, from, uh, what's the phrase? Uh, Porter Rich, but uh, different words. But they, they were looking like dog shit, and now they don't. That's right. Rags to riches? Is that the yeah, that's, that's for? There it is. There it is. You know, Porter, whatever. It all it all means the same thing. But yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, ben, Benevento now with Fabio Cannavaro, too. There, That's the other name I was looking for um, as far as fun, interesting, uh, former Italian great players uh, down, down in the league. So yeah, those those are some interesting matches. Um, I'm, I'm interested in Venezia Ascoli. Mm. Uh, as one for teams that are like kind of disappointing, Venezia, you know, in um, in relegation trouble. Oscoli, not not quite, but they got off to a pretty hot start. Uh, hit the skids. They've got a few wins in their last couple weeks to still see if they can turn it back around um, and and kind of trouble for, uh, for for the playoff teams and Venezia to see if they can get themselves out of trouble. So I think that's going to be an interesting one uh, next week for me to watch. So let's hop over to Syria. Ah, Mike, uh, what did you watch this week uh, that that got your attention? So, I mean, obviously, Napoli, Roma. We don't need to get into it too much, but that was. I, I thought it, it was a pretty good game. I mean, Napoli seems to be unstoppable right now. We don't have to spend too much time on it. Yeah, everybody knows it. Um. All the people who know it also said that Napoli had no shot <laughs> at all. Sure, um, but they continue to surprise. But the match that I was really focused in on was Udinese and Torino, because Udinese has been uh, doing some unbelievable stuff. Like I don't think anybody to, to to say like you didn't expect Napoli to be first place. More people didn't really expect Udinese to be where they are. Right. Because nobody saw it coming. Um, and then Torino is no slouch either. I mean, they, they've been on some tough times lately, um, past couple seasons. But they're 10th place, respectable 10th. You know, they're kind of floating around right yeah. out at the 8th, ninth place. They kind of raced off to a, a kind of a surprise start, came back to earth, and then this was their, their, their chance to see if they could reestablish themselves and Credit, credit to them, yeah. Yeah, I just um, – I'm impressed with Udinese. And, and they got my favorite stadium in all of Syria. I love that stadium. I've always watched as many of their home games as possible just because I love that stadium. I've never seen it so full for obvious reasons. Um, 
I almost like it better when it's empty because you get to see all those different colored seats. But <laughs> the the stadium's rocking. So if they can stay at least around hover around a Europa League spot, I think that's good for the league. And I think they can do it. Yeah, it would be it would be really cool to see them uh stay stay in the mix. They were uh up to I think was it second in the table for At they established point, themselves there for, yeah. for a few weeks. Now they're now they're down to six tied with Inter. Uh but you know, in, Inter coming on strong, Juventus is, is always gonna be there and thereabouts. It'll be it'll be a tough job to stay uh in front of, you know, maybe maybe one of those teams. Um, but if, if they can do it, uh, that would be that would be a really great story. So yeah, they had a tough time with Torino. Uh, it ended up being a, a pretty tight match. Couldn't quite break them down. Uh, they've had, you know, a lot of their success coming from um, those those wingbacks of theirs. They have, uh, you know, Pereira playing quarterback, Odoji just kind of dive bombing down down the other side. And you got the Olafeu, um, who's just really been incredible this year. Um, he, he's a player whose his talent has, has been apparent for a long time, but he, he's never quite done it consistently. But um, he's been dynamite this year, and, and he, he did get a, a, another goal. Um, but they weren't able to break down um, Torino frequently enough or, or, or finish those chances. But a uh, good match, that one. He looks completely different than he did at Watford. I remember seeing him at Watford. He just seemed like a player on the team. He didn't seem like he was he's going to play the role that he is for for his team now it's it i don't it's it's got to be either a combination of the system and the coaching or it's just he's got the the right players around him because i don't think he's a world beater on his own you can't put him on like any team and have him shine but he's just got the good people around him yeah, he was always a player. He seemed to me like a player who he, he liked to dribble. You know, you knew he had skills. He he would do a few nifty things, and then you might hear from him, you might not. Um, but he is always involved. Uh, he he seems super confident. Yeah, I definitely think it, it's it's a coach who has him in the right spot, who's shown a lot of belief, um, and he is just just a, a constant menace. And he boy can he he can play a ball. He can score. Um, right now, he looks like he can do it all. He's he's amongst you know the the, the best players in the league this year so far. So very, very impressed with him. We had a few matches too, Mike. Uh, see your thoughts on uh, a couple couple Giants versus a couple teams at the other end of the tables. We had Juventus, Ampoli, uh, Milan, Monza. Similar score lines in those. Uh, it was kind of a return. Uh, well, a return. It's, it's been a, it's been a while for Juventus, but um, you know they they looked really strong again against an Empoli team that was overmatched. Um, they're a team that's been a little bit inconsistent this year. You've seen, we've seen good moments from, from Empoli. Um, you know, they're, they're mid table. They've, they've gotten their points, um, little by little in this season. Uh, and Monza who have started to do better after a really dire start. Um, but again, overmatched by, by a really strong, uh, Milan side. Yeah. And they're not doing themselves any favors. Cause that, that was one of the games I, I tuned into, um, just to see, what Monza could do because they beat Udinese the, the week before. And I was like, wow, they, you know, this team was super hot coming in and they put a stop to it. They threw cold water all over them. So I was watching this game and the first goal that they gave up was just, it, it wasn't anything special. Diaz scored, but 
he was running right down the middle of the field. They had another player wide, so one of the center backs was kind of had his eye on him and couldn't commit to crashing in on the ball. But they had a free the center the middle center back was wide it was free. That was his man to mark. And he had a another man coming up behind. He just jogged next to him and basically let him walk right up to the goal. It was mind blowing to me. And it, it kind of flashed, you know, early Monza. Yeah, the, the the gaps in quality are apparent, but I will say for to, to their credit, um, it wasn't it was it was four to one, so that's lopsided enough. But it but it didn't look they, they didn't look completely overmatched. They they weren't totally lost. They had, I think, just as many chances as Milan. Uh, more shots even, uh, just as much, but it was an e- even possession type matchup. It was really just individual quality that that made the difference here. Um, possibly, you could say Milan, um, you know, just understanding the, you know the game situation and, and and maybe playing it a little bit a little bit safe. But but I don't think uh, Monza, unlike some of the early matches, um, they didn't they didn't look completely out of their depth despite um, a, a pretty pretty lopsided scoreline. Uh, Sensi still looks pretty good in the midfield. I think he's going to be a key player if they're going to do anything you know he's going to have to be uh, a key player for them um so looking out for him to uh to, to potentially make a difference um and and possibly piscina they're gonna to have to find someone else to, to consistently score goals uh but overall uh could 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 be worse there's there's four one losses that that look worse than that one did for sure yeah they're slowly chugging into i would say lower mid-table form where I don't think they're going to be an easy outing for anybody. I mean, you could say 4-1, you know, that's that's easy for Milan. But they won, if, if I know this doesn't matter, but they won the stats battle and they were flying around. At what, they didn't lay down for Milan. Um, they're a team that's kind of like Salernitana, where they have a couple good players who, if they can just keep going and build around them, they could be another Bologna and just hang around, you know, mid table. Um, th- my early podcast prediction was that two of the three teams would stay up. And right now we're on track for that. Only Cremonese is in the relegation zone. Monza yes. and Salernitana are somewhat Salernitana is a little more comfortable, but they're decent. Uh, Lecce, Lecce being the, being the, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm still on last year, but yes, they are. They're they're above the line. Lecce is above the line as well. Let Let's talk about Cremonese actually re- re- really quick. That was uh, a Cremonese Sampdoria matchup. Uh, Sampdoria won that one one nil. It was a good game Cremonese, too. Yeah, it was a good game. Cremonese are they're probably going down, but they also rarely look overmatched. Now Sampdoria is is not a super strong team, so it, it it's not the greatest test, but they have been in most of their matches this year it, it's kind of a shame I, I just don't think there there's anywhere I, I don't see a path to them getting getting goals to to win matches you know outside of a, a few here or there unfortunately but but they are they, they've shown a lot of fight um they're in these matches and I think they were probably the better team in 21 the match shots against Sampdoria, 21 but they're shots. just yeah who, who's who's gonna score goals for them you know yeah that's the problem you get 21 shots only four of them on target um, but you know, if you put stock in XG, they had a, a two for their XG, which, you know, right. just screams, you know, that it should have been put in. 
Um, yeah, I, I think they're a team that knows their place, uh, not to be too brutal, but they know sure. who they are. They know they need to fly fast and wild to catch some of these teams. So they will get caught out a lot, but they need to take those chances to have a chance. And I, I don't think that's the wrong way to, to, to do it. No, for sure. And then, so how about the other team that you mentioned, Salernitana, uh, against Spezia? Salernitana won one nil. I watched a good a good chunk of this matchup. Super nice goal by Matsoki, who's been really important for them this year. Uh, Salernitana just looked like a good team. Um, Kondreva is absolutely ageless. He is just pinging balls around from from that flank. He doesn't cover ground like he used to, um, but he's just playing quarterback. He hangs out on the wing, um, and he just he he picks out uh, Bulai Dia. He picks out Bonazzoli, um, who are both really good strikers. Um, Dia is really skilled. He's a player who I, I think I texted you, Mike, that I think he's been one of the players of of, of the season outside of those top teams so far. He's he's moving up my rankings. Uh, I think. He he's kind of like an Arnautovic in that he shows his skill in moments. He drifts, he, he he waits, he finds his spots, and then boom, he's on the ball and he's he's really he's big, he's skilled, he's talented, and he just kind of finds those seams. Um, and he, and he's tough to get off the ball. He combines pretty well um, with with uh, the players around him, uh, Matsoki and Kondreva on the wings, and and Bonazzoli uh, if he uh, if he's on there to partner him. Um, so they're 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 a good team. I've really enjoyed watching Salernitana. And uh, they, they they deserve this one, too. Uh, and another great match from um, Captain Federico Fazio, uh, former mm-hmm. uh, Roma, Roma, Roma boy, who uh, was not known. Uh, I don't think he's in the good graces of, of, of too many Roma fans. He had a fairly, I think, forgettable career over there. But he's he's also been excellent for them. So so credit to him for holding down on that back line. It was good to get him off the books. Um, <laughs> yeah, but- right. I'm sure you didn't you didn't mourn his his passing. Dia is one of those players where you can't just help but wonder where is he going to land if not next season, but the season after that, because I can't see him staying on Salernitana long-term, which, you know, is kind of shitty to say, but that's the reality of modern football is if you're a good player, you're going to get picked up by somebody else. I would love to see Salernitana hold on to him and see what they can do and maybe pull like a Torino from, you know, not that long ago where they were in Europa League spots um, or, you know, pushing for one. Um, I don't know. He, he's definitely a player who I can see him. I think he's going to stay in Italy, but he's going to move up to a, a bigger team. Um, and Mazzocchi's my boy. You know, I like uh, yeah. those left wing backs. Yeah, uh, you and, pointed him out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He continues to be everything that I thought he was. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good team. Dia, actually, just just looked this other way. He he's I knew he was on Villarreal last year. He actually is on loan from Villarreal, but uh, buyout clause for Salernitana. But yeah, so maybe, maybe they'll buy him and move him on. Well, it depends where uh, his mm-hmm. his value lands. But yeah, he's 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 not a complete unknown um, to the rest of the world. So I'm sure there are teams mm-hmm. four uh, goals in nine matches of his presence. But yeah, we're off to uh, off to a strong start. Another player where I'm going to wonder where he ends up is Charles Pickle from Cremonese. Because if he, if, he, if, if Hellas can stay up and get him to play with Kevin Lasagna, that's going to be an epic duo. 
Yeah, the the old pickle lasagna. That's a recipe that I, I can't Nobody wait wants. <laughs> to see. <laughs> let, let, let's cook it. Let's put it in the oven and see, see what, what happens. happens. Yeah. How about Sassuolo Verona while we're uh, while we're on the topic of uh, of lasagna? Um, did you have that one on today? Yeah, there was a little bit of a sloppy one for me. Um, I just so Verona. I enjoy watching them. I would enjoy watching them more if the city of Verona and their fans weren't racist scumbags. But as the team itself, I do enjoy watching them. And Sassuolo is always, I've always called them Atalanta light. Um, So so. you go into this game and you, and you think, all right, this is going to, it's going to be lights out. They're going to be back and forth. There's going to be tons of shots. It's going to be very exciting. Just didn't have it for me. Um, and I think it might be a case of, you know, Hellas is trying to stop the bleeding a yep. little bit. They're second last. They're trying to kind of get it together and survive. And then Sassuolo is, you know, they're they're knocking on the door of maybe doing something. But who do they have, really? I mean, if you look at the lineup they have for who's everybody wants him. Apparently if you look at transfer rumors, he's yeah, rumored yeah. to go everywhere. Um, and that's really about it as far as, well, you know, hype. I will, hype I will give them credit. So uh, another guy who, uh, has been playing r- really well for them for, for, for the most part, they haven't been like the most consistent team Sassuolo this year. Uh, but they have gotten, gotten their results, um, but uh, Kyriakopoulos, um, the, the Greek player playing on the left wing for them, he's played, he's gotten a lot of minutes for them as, as a left back. I actually think he played left back in this in this last matchup, um, mm-hmm. but he's been left wing more often than not. And, and he's been really excellent for them. Uh, I think two weeks ago, um, he had a, a sweet volley. He scored a handful of goals. So he's probably been um, the other the the other standout. But yeah, they're, they're definitely thinner in 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 star names. Um than, but that's a, than that's they have a, been in years past. That's what the problem is for me is because, yeah, I, I mean, he, so your leading goal scorer is, I guess, center mid, if, you know, attacking mid, not your traditional highest scorer on a team. And then your left back is pretty good. Those are two positions where goals coming from there is nice. Creativity coming from there is nice, but it's not sustainable long term. Yeah. And they have um, Andrea Pinamonti, who's been playing center forward for them uh, on loan from Inter. And he's been pretty disappointing for them this year. Like he was actually a guy who I, I thought would be um, kind of grow to become an important player for them. And he's he's not really gotten it done. They've mostly stuck with him. Um, they do have another young center forward, Alvarez, uh, that the, that they got. I think he's a um, uh, young, young South, South American player or Uruguayan, maybe, maybe Argentinian. Uh who hasn't gotten a ton of minutes, but but maybe they'll they'll make that switch at some point in the future. But but Pinamonte's been a little bit disappointing to me. But yeah, Sassuolo did did get the win, um, so they take three points. They're they're in a pretty good position uh, in in the table, kind of just in that 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 next tier outside of uh, outside of the top teams behind Juventus. There, a special shout out for your boy Marco Anatovic. Top scorer in the league with seven right That's now. That's right. Arnautovic is impressive. Uh, 
he's he is he has a mystique. You know, he's got the style, he's got the scowl, he's a hard man. Um, but he's got that languid style when he's on the ball with those with, with the long legs, but he but he but he's skilled and physical. Uh he's a player I, I just I just like watching him play. Um but yeah, so they they got the win uh over Lecce 2-0, uh Arnautovic PK uh being being one of those goals. And it was a disappointing, um, disappointing outing for, for Lecce in general. Uh, early on in the season, I, I talked pretty, pretty glowingly uh, of Lecce in a few matches when I, when I, you saw uh, Banda and Strafezza on, on the wings attacking. Um, you had Gallo and Gendry as, as the wingbacks behind them. Um, all, all kind of like all out attacking down the wings. They have, they hard men in the middle, uh, fast men down the wings, create the creativity down the wings. Um, but that formula is not, coming off in, in, in recent weeks, uh, as well as it did, uh, earlier in the year. So they are, they are finding themselves in trouble. Um, they're, they're going to need to find the magic again, uh, or, or, or come up with, with, with another way of getting it done. Uh, unfortunately we're not seeing Umtiti play. I don't know if he's still getting up to speed. Um, he, he's been on the bench. I know we we're, we're, we're excited to see him, uh, over in the league and, and on a team like Lecce, uh, he's, he's gotten in a few recent matches, um, but not uh, not in this most recent one. Yeah, sooner than later, he's got to play. Um, they, I, I have no problem with sticking with your boys, um, especially if you had some form to begin with. But at, at a certain point, you got to change things up, and I think that's the first thing that's gonna that's gonna change is one of those center backs. Um, and speaking of center backs, the Gary Medel ex, uh, experiment is officially over. He's no longer middle center back and he's moved back up to a defensive bid, which is a little disappointing for me because I love seeing that little five, eight dude, in middle <laughs> center back. Yeah. Yeah. I love seeing them roam around, but yeah, Bologna has, has in, in general, uh, I've seen a, a pretty significant uptick in their form since they, uh, let go of, uh, Sinisa, uh, Mihailovic. Uh, they were playing previously with, uh, almost exclusively with with two strikers, they had um, a partner for Arnautovic. I think it was usually Sansone uh, or, or or someone else. Uh, and now we're seeing Musa Barrow play, who is is definitely the more talented player. I like Barrow a lot, um, but the, they're letting Arnautovic. They're kind of giving him more space to operate. Uh, I heard through. Now I, I wish I could. I, I, I would like to give credit, but it was I think it was another another podcast saying that. Um, uh, an Italian reporter said that Mihailovic was kind of giving Arnautovic too much of what he wanted. And Arnautovic wanted to play with a partner. He wanted another striker um, to, to play with him. But I think it's very obvious he's playing better uh, in this format. So he obviously needed someone to tell him no and to just go mm-hmm. up there and, and do his work um, because I, I think the team is is, is operating better uh, with, with, with a little bit more uh, in the midfield and doing a little bit more attacking down the wings. Yeah, they're about where everybody thinks they should be, which is 13th. Anywhere from 13th to 10th is where they live. They're, they're yeah. living up to that. So I so guess they're back. If, if you – I know it's only been 11 games, but if you had the biggest disappointment so far, who would you pick? The biggest disappointment is Fiorentina. I was going to say the exact same thing. I think that is so. There's another match to just just to mention. It was an absolute 
OK Corral Slugfest, which is is very unFiorentina um, for this year. So they lost to uh, Inter in the most recent match, uh, four to three, and that was just like bang, 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 back and forth. Uh, late winner for Inter, um, just total chaos. Uh, pull that one up if you haven't seen it. But for the most part, Fiorentina has been very strong, um, very dogged, very difficult to break down, but just not able to to, to get goals. Um, themselves, they they finally um, found a few, um, but unfortunately gave up uh, something on the other end. Uh, in this one, they did things a little bit differently. They finally pulled Jovic out, who was kind of their their hope to replace uh, Vlaovic. Um, they started Cabral uh, in this match. They actually did get those two on the field together. Um, I'll pat myself on the back a little bit. Early on in the year, when we talked about uh, Fiorentina. I did say I thought Cabral might make a nice partner for Jovic. So getting those two on the field together, that's actually where a lot of their goals came from. Um, so good job, me. Uh, but it wasn't enough for, for them to get the win. Uh, but it probably was a better match for them. I think they might have found something here. They they outpossessed Inter. They outshot Inter. Uh, so hopefully this is something they can build off of. But your, your question about being being disappointment um, up until now, they just just haven't been able to get goals. I, I've actually thought they've looked pretty good in in a lot of these matches that they just end up um, giving away in the end. Well, they can beat hearts. They beat, they beat them in an aggregate of uh, eight to one. So if they were in the Scottish League, they'd be killing it. They would be killing it. They would be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hope, hopefully they, they set a higher bar for themselves. But at least there's that. It's just it's been very recently just disappointing results. You got housed by Lazio for nothing. You tied Lecce, who I'm sure is grateful for the point, but you should not be tying them. Yeah. And then you know the one the match with Inter, I would say, is um, not normal, but it, 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 you still lost. It's still three points dropped. So. It's just disappointing because I didn't think losing Vlahovic was going to hurt this bad, but clearly proof is in the pudding. It hurts. Sure. Well, I mean, they actually did have half a season to kind of figure it out, and it seemed like they did okay. Um, you know, they they bought Cabral with with the Vlahovic money as kind of like a, a potential replacement for him. He didn't end up scoring a lot of goals, but he looked pretty good, and the team figured it out. They did enough to to, to book a European place. Um, you know, even with with half a season without Vlaovic last year, and just but for some reason, I, th- I think they, they they pinned some hopes on on Jovic, and that just hasn't panned out. Um, but like I said, eyeball test, I do think they they've looked not bad. Uh, so there's there's definitely something there, um, but but they're they're going to have to get get goals consistently. Um, so like I said, this this last match might have been a sign that they're figuring something else out. Well, they got a chance. They they play Spezia next. Um, they they could take that one. There's no reason why they shouldn't. They um, should. Yeah, they can. Yeah, and they should. That could start. You know, maybe a roll. I, w- I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, they they got Spezia. Then they're back in the conference league. Sampdoria. That's a winnable game. I think it's going to be extremely even. Um, and then when you know you got Salernitana. Another game, which is similar to the Sampdoria game, where it's going to be tight, but you could win that. And then you play Milan. So you, I think you're going to – everybody would chalk them up for a loss against Milan. You got three games up until a brick wall where you could get 
nine points theoretically and nobody would say you know oh Fiorentina got away with it yeah that's it's going to be an important stretch for them if if they if they have figured something out figured something out as far as a way a way to score goals a a way to be a little bit more consistent in that final third um yeah now's now's the time to show it and if they don't I would put them in the mix uh, for relegation trouble. I don't think they're going to get relegated, but they'd be in trouble. Um, so I think these next three games are probably more important than, uh, at least in the current time, than anything else. They should. Conference League is nice uh, to do well in, but they should really be focusing on these next three games in the league. Yeah, for sure. If they're if they're going to be able to kind of breathe a little bit easier. Um, they're, they're, they're going to need to take away some points here. Well, Cause I think there's definitely three or more worse teams than them, at least on paper. Oh, for sure. For sure. But like I, said, I, I thought they've looked pretty good. It just, they just, just haven't been able to score. This league so far though, has just been like almost, I'm not going to go to the level of MLS level parody, but it's been, it's had more parody than recent seasons where, you know, you got Napoli at the top, Milan's still in the mix, but Lazio, Atalanta, Roma are, you know, five and up. That normally doesn't really happen. So if the top of the table is any hint to the bottom of the table, there's no reason why Fiorentina won't be in that mix come, you know, late second half of the season. Yeah, I, I expect them. So they're in fourteenth now. I expect them to finish higher for 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 sure. They might not get Nick um, eighth place again, um, but I would bet they'll 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 get into ten eleven uh, at at least. So I think there's one more match that we haven't touched on in Serie A. So so real quick, it was Lazio Atalanta, and I know you're uh, not happy <laughs> to see um, the boys from the uh, the the other half of Rome uh, come up with a two nil victory over Atalanta, which is. Disappointing for all the um, all those who like to see, you know, uh, a, a change uh, up up at the top. Atalanta have been um, really impressive, getting things done in a in a new way in recent seasons. Gasparini um, having to do with a little bit less um, on the attacking end, um, still playing his kind of unique brand of of one v one emphasis, one v one focus football. Um, but, but doing so in kind of a more conservative way, picking his spots a lot more, um, Atalanta have been, have been really impressive. Not, not the, um, you know, the entertainment factor that, that we've gotten from them in, in recent years, but, but every bit is impressive, I think for, for what they've been able to do, but weren't able to, to figure out it against Lazio. And it was a Lazio, um, for, for, for their part without Chiro Immobile, uh, in this one, Felipe Anderson played, played the center forward spot. Um, and, and nicked a goal along with Zakani for them um, to, to take the W against Atalanta. Yeah, what surprised me about this game was, because we all know Lazio can score. They, they, whenever they play, you're expecting goals. They seem like they can just kind of pull a goal out of nowhere when they need to. Um, what surprised me more, though, was Atalanta zero shots on target. Because when you think of Lazio, you don't think of a defensive team. They have some good defensive players, but that's not what you think of. You mm-hmm. think, you know, sorry ball, you know, free flowing, their possession all over. You, it, it's just not defensive. And they put in a good defensive performance, which, as much as I hate it, I think 
they deserve to be third place right now with how they're playing. And I don't think it would be out of the question that they stay top four. Yeah, for me, they have been like an eyeball test top three, top four team for sure. I actually think the current top four um, with with Lazio now um, kind of nudging nudging Roma out of the top four. I, I do think these are the four who have have looked the best um, and and Roma not not far behind. Uh, Roma also unable to find goals, but um, have 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 actually been quite good. Probably probably deserving of a, of, of a few more points. Um, but yeah, I, I think you have the right teams on top. I think like the, your your Inters and your Juve's are going to have to be better and be more consistent um, because you know Lazio is here to play. They're 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 here to compete. Atalanta is tough to break down, um, and we, we know Milan and Napoli are are just just really strong through and through. Same with Roma. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be tough if if Inter are gonna are are gonna compete. They're gonna have to have to fight through some some strong teams. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting up top. It's gonna be interesting all over this table. We've we've mentioned a few battles going on um, up and down the table. The problem with Inter is there's no middle ground with them. They haven't drawn a match this season. They either win or they lose. And that being that 50-50, clearly it hurts you in the table. But every once in a while, if you can sneak out a draw, while just getting one point doesn't seem like that much, it's important to stack up some draws. And... I I know eventually they're going to do it because it's almost impossible not to draw a match, but they, they're just, it, I think it's a mental thing with them where, and this might be overreaching a little bit, but they won the Scudetto and then their rivals across town won it. And I think that fuck with them mentally. And now they don't really know how to handle it. And you could see them kind of falling apart in situations where normally they wouldn't do it. And I'm not a psychologist, but just through the TV screen, that's what I see. Sure. That, that, that's something's going on there. I mean, it it is an interesting point because they had basically their back three, which was supposed to be one of the best in Europe and DeVry and Screenyar and Bastoni were wanted by, Every, you know, English Premier League team, every every big team who had, who had a few extra bucks to spend, they were all on the market. They were all on everyone's radar, um, and they and they stayed. So we think, okay, well, this must be a great backline. They're everyone everyone wants them. They were one of the best defenses uh, the, the, the year before, and they've none of them have have really looked like themselves. Uh, you know, Bastoni uh, has been kind of displaced in the starting lineup for now. Um, Devraj was out for for a few weeks. Um, you have Brozovic out. Uh, and Mkhitaryan is starting with with Chalhanoglu. I did not think that was going to go well. Uh, Mkhitaryan's actually been been quite good. Um, he kind of gives them something a little bit different, and and maybe it's something that that they needed. Um, I was I was pretty pretty worried about that just because he, um, you know, he you, he obviously doesn't make up for you know the ground that Abrozovic covers, but he does a little bit more of a, a of the work kind of in between the lines. Um, that that maybe you you weren't getting, and, and Chalhanoglu has shown himself capable of playing a little bit deeper. Um, I'm not sure how how long that midfield can can hold up with, with, without Brozovic, but so far they're they've 
just just barely um, been able to figure it out in, in getting that win with, with Fiorentina. But yeah, definitely there there is something missing and, and it could it could very well be a mentality thing. I have them pegged as what Roma usually do does, which is you beat the teams that everybody thinks you're going to beat and you lose to the big teams. And I know firsthand that that does not get you top four. And they just seem like that team that's going to do that this year. Where, yeah, you'll beat, you know, your Fiorentinas, your Sassuolos, your Cremoneses. But when it comes to Lazio, Milan, Napoli, Roma, even Juve, you drop those games, it's not good enough. Yeah, they're they're in for a tough a tough run. I, I think I don't know exactly how long Brozovic is out. I think it's going to be at least a few more weeks. They have Sampdoria next. Excuse me, Sampdoria next. Who you know, hopefully they can, they can handle. Of course, they they need to win a game like that. But then they have Juventus, uh, Bologna, and Atalanta, and those are games that are are going to be dif- difficult to or they're going to be true tests for this this new formula um if, if they have discovered something if if Mikatarian can keep it up if Chalhanoglu can can cover the ground he needs to cover in midfield with with Brozovic out um those are the teams who are, who, who are going to test them um so i'm i am very interested to see how that goes uh we, the, the the match against Juventus is going to be really interesting it seems like their midfield has finally put together uh, a few, a few decent games um, with, with, with McKenney scoring Rabio getting a handful of goals, um, believe it or not. So that actually could, could be a really interesting test. It might be like two gladiators enter only, only one leaves. I don't, there's, there's not enough room um, at, at the top of the table for, for, for both of them this year. There might not be room for either of them. Um, so that's going to be yeah. a really interesting match coming up in a couple of weeks. All right. What are you looking forward to next? Oh, next week coming up, you know, well, the top of the table wise, Napoli, uh, Sassuolo is, is going to be a fun one. I'm interested to see if, if anyone can slow down the, 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 the Napoli machine, that should be a fun watch. Um, and I'm also, um, interested to watch Monza Bologna, uh, again, Monza had kind of figured it out. Uh, Bologna, I think has been playing better. They haven't been racking up the points, but they've been doing a little bit better, um, kind of since, um, sacking Mihailovic and, and, and playing a little bit differently. So that's another one where I want to see who can kind of get, get, get some momentum, momentum rolling and put some distance between themselves and, uh, and, and the bottom of the table. I have a sneaky suspicion that Torino Milan is going to be a barn burner and I actually Ooh. think Torino is going to win. Torino over Milan. That's a mm-hmm. that, that's a good underdog call. You might want to put, put a few put a few bucks on that one. I think that uh, Torino is sliding into some form under everybody's radar. I think Milan's flying a little mm-hmm. bit too close to the sun right now, and I think they're going to get humbled when they come all the way to Turin. I can see it. I can see it. Like I said, that that scoreline in the in their last match against Monza definitely it flattered them a little bit. It definitely flattered them. They have the individual quality to to to, to take advantage of of some mistakes, but they weren't great. They did not class Monza. You know, you um, playing playing ball on the pitch. So that's a good call. That's an interesting one. Another one, and you're gonna like this one. My upset alert, I think, is Salernitana Lazio. Mm. Because I think Salernitana, Salernitana plays ball. 
I think they're tough. I think they're they're good everywhere. They're they're not they might not be great anywhere. They they have players that we really like in like Matsoki and Dia and and Condreva still getting it done. Um, but but maybe not great anywhere. But Lazio, this is gonna be like a test of their character if they revert to kind of how they were last year under Sari, where it was they had the highest of highs, and then there was always they, they they couldn't do it one or more than one or two weeks in a row before they hit a clunker. Um, and Salernitani is good enough um, to, to to put that to the test, and I think I think it could be close. I I don't know if I'm going to pick them to win. I think we might have a maybe a, a one one two two draw coming up in that one. Well, it's the night before Halloween. Scary. You know what that means? It's scary stuff. <laughs> and they're uh, it's right in a row too. So for where we are, one p.m. Lazio Salernitana, right after. Get yourself some lunch, and then a couple minutes later, three forty-five, Torino, Milan. You can watch both upsets in a row. Make your money. Make there your you money, go. everyone, dear Spend listeners. Spend it all on candy to give out. The That's next right. Day. That's right. All right, Michael. I think we're gonna wrap it up right there. All right. Any closing remarks? Uh, Forza Roma. Forza Roma. Best of luck. Who who do you play? Verona. You should be safe. You should be safe. Well. You don't know. (laughs) You never know. All right. Well, best of luck. Thanks for listening. Catch us next time. We're out. Bye-bye.